Hello and welcome to the 12 Ronnies podcast with me, Jake Shaw. 12 Ronnies helps startups and innovators to connect with mentors and commercial teams and get their product or service to market successfully. To find out more, go to 12ronnies.com and find us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Today I'm talking to Pat Chambers of lifestylerooms.co.uk, which is a great story of how a businessman pivoted his business. So Patrick has gone from creating retirement homes to creating home offices. So I went self-employed at the age of well, around 18 years old, just, just short of the 19th birthday. Uh, and I was selling eggs door-to-door and soon became known as Eggman Pat in my little yellow van. Uh, then added other products, you know, meat and poultry, vegetables, had a little bit of a farm shop, two butcher shops. Uh, then through, you know, a, a personal situation needed some additional income. And in the mid-80s also started selling um, double glazing part-time, two nights a week and a Saturday, which turned out to be quite a lot more profitable than uh, doing the eggs and the meat. So I became, I got involved in that industry full-time and met my partner, Ivor Jacobs, who we started a company called Cold Seal back in 1990, which within five, six years became 100 million turnover, um, which was huge. You know, we sold out to a PLC. Um, yeah, so I've had a bit of a, a rags to riches and riches to rags. And uh, <laughs> currently we've sort of reinvented ourselves. I was also a bit of a victim of the... Um, RBS GRG time where my property portfolio got completely decimated in sort of around 2010 when I was living in Spain. I'd been dabbling in property for a long time. Came back to the UK in 2012 with, uh, let's say, realistically not a pot to piss in. My brother had to guarantee my rent. I couldn't even get a phone on contract, you know, which after my heady days of uh, the 90s and the early noughties, was uh, quite a shock to the system. But, yeah, we reinvented ourselves, got, got ourselves back on our feet. I did actually get back into the window industry for a while, the sales director of Everest, which was a turnaround situation, which that was an eye-opener. But it put some it put some cash in the bank again. And then I got involved in the park home industry, and then we find ourselves again having to probably reinvent myself again because we have no idea when we'll be selling to the retirement sector. I suspect the bulk of this year will be a write-off for us now in that sector. Take me through a little bit potted history once again of Cold Seal, because I remember talking to your wife, Nikki, and she was saying you, when you started it, you were driving around in a, in a fairly sort of shabby Cavalier or something at the time when you first started the business. And then yeah, it, rental. Then it became one of the biggest, um, biggest window companies in the country, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we started Cold Seal with £5,000 each. And even though I'd been earning a fortune as a commission-only window salesman, like all salesmen back then, we, we, we you know, we, we, we earned well and we, we spent well. Um, so, yeah, out of the 5000 I put in, I had to borrow £3,000 off my stepmom. Sold my car. I was in a rented Cavalier. Uh, thanks for reminding me of that. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't very long before, yeah, I was driving a, Porsche 911 Turbo and you know we just we just hit it right and I think Ivor and myself we had a very magic chemistry uh, and you know when some people have asked me you know how did that happen and I 
the, the only people I can look at is if you look at Morecambe and Wise, would either of them been famous if they hadn't met each other? I, I doubt they would have ever have been as famous as they became. And Ivor and I, whilst we both had a lot of attributes, a lot of abilities, the chemistry together was incredible. Yeah, and the, the marketing, the sales skills, the the way we treated people, the way we looked after people, the way we wanted to do the right thing, because the window industry did have a bit of a bad smell about it in the early 90s. There was a lot of boom and bust and people stealing deposits. And we were the very first company in the UK to go no deposit and pay us when the job is installed and you're happy. Um, and the marketing yeah, was was amazing, which, you know, obviously a lot of that credit goes at Ivor's door. And we, we used to sit well into the early hours of the morning thinking of jingles and, you know, 24 hours later they'd be on the radio. And, and if you lived around Nottinghamshire and the East Midlands back in the early 90s, yeah, we, we drove people pretty potty with them. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was all remember because it became a, an almost ubiquitous brand, as you say, in the sort of East Midlands, to the point where I remember... Uh, other Windows companies trying to mimic how you were doing business, which I suppose uh, plagiarism and, and imitation is the highest form of flattery, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. No, it was a, it was a compliment. And you probably remember that Ivor and I were both big Forest fans. And I, I can remember one day being at a Forest match and we always used to sponsor the half-time scores. So Colton would come up on the scoreboard and the whole of the trend end started singing one of our jingles and that was like oh wow did that really happen you know like sort of four or five thousand youngsters are suddenly singing one of your one of your jingles which was the old mcdonald one which everybody knew oh i can re- still remember the telephone number double two double one double five because of the jingles Sorry. there you go and that's 30 plus years ago now isn't it a long time ago yeah yeah a long um, time ago. so if somebody we're in the grips of this uh, lockdown. Uh, if somebody was thinking of setting up a business now, because if you started in the early 90s, that was that was not a particularly brilliant economic time, as I remember. So what advice would you give to somebody thinking of setting up a business right now? I, I would always advise anybody to, to go for it. And in my personal experience is, Actually, when you set up a new business in testing times, which undoubtedly economically we're going to be in testing times for a long time to come, it's sometimes easier to stand out because in the early 90s, when interest rates were at sort of 17% and nobody was moving house, a lot of people cut back on their marketing spend, which everybody always does for some reason. So all of a sudden with a decent marketing spend, you've actually got a louder voice. So shout it out. And if you've got a good idea, make sure you research it. By all means, get some advice from somebody you respect, you trust. There's always people out there, and I remember a couple of people giving me very wise advice in my teens and my 20s. Uh, you know, and Ivan and I were still 29, you know, when we, we started cold, so we were still, you know, young, hungry men desperate to succeed. Um, but there were some good people that gave us advice. So I would always say, hey, get a bit of advice, but stick to your guns, research your product, make sure you find a way of making yourself appear different. You know, you don't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's plenty of people that interrupt businesses. You know, look how EasyJet and Ryanair suddenly became the dominant force 
in European air travel, nobody had even heard of them 20, 30 years ago. So there's always a way to develop a business, but make sure it's based on sound judgment, but trust your gut. You know, if you've got that entrepreneurial gut and you think you've got a good idea, but test it out with a few people you trust. Warren Buffett said, if you look at most of the big uh, sustained companies now, they all started in recessions, all of them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, as, as you have done, you've pivoted your business to start uh, creating bespoke and turnkey home offices. Um, there will be other businesses that are spotting an opportunity right now um, who are going to flourish. I think your point about marketing spend is really interesting because it's it's because people still think it's a soft, uh, unmanageable uh, data from marketing, which it isn't. I mean, now you can get lots of information about what your marketing is doing. Is people are still doing that traditional thing? Is right? We're cutting our marketing spend, which. Uh, and I've spoken to lots of different people about this recently, and they're all saying the same thing. If you are not preparing and you're not getting your message out now, you're going to be dead in the water in six months' time. If you cut off your marketing, you cut off your sales, you, you cut off your cash flow and the story. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's very naive to think, well, that's the, that's the last place to cut your budget. Well, fortunately, fortunately, there are lots of naive people out there. If you want to start a business, aren't there? Who who are making decisions like that? You know, the, the the channels in which you can talk to other people now are free to almost you know negligible cost. You know, you can use mm. people, things like Facebook. You can use this podcast, for instance. Um, there are all these channels where you can talk to people where you're not spending a great deal of money. But at the same time, if you do spend some money then it will be really, really useful to you. It will actually be some value. So interesting. So if there's anybody starting up uh, businesses out there, this is the kind of mentor we have on the platform. This is uh, Pat Chambers, who I've known for many, many years and has yet to not set up an interesting and successful business, wouldn't you say, Pat? Yeah, no, I've had several successes. I've, I've had failures, which, you know, you learn probably more from your failures than you do from your successes, in all honesty. But you look at that marketing landscape now. I mean, back in the early 90s, it had to be either radio or newspaper. That, that was it. Or knocking on somebody's door. The, the opportunities out there now to get your message heard, and some of it, yeah, free of charge. It's, it's, it's incredible. But, yeah, I've, I've done lots of consultancy, and it's, it's something I really enjoy doing. I love mentoring young, energetic people. So I, I'd be more than happy to, you know, spend some time with people. So Pat's ready to talk to anybody who needs some some advice, some help, some mentoring. You can get hold of him at fullparts.co.uk. Uh, and you'll and find me on LinkedIn. If you look at Patrick Chambers, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Patrick, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this 12ronnies.com podcast. This has been a Cuento.co production.